five, four, three, two, one. I don't even know what's happening. Put in sport mode and you're going to fly. And just exactly how awesome it was to The mighty, mighty Nissan GTR. You've got the Mustang, the Camaro, the Challenger, the Corvette, the Viper. America. Damn, I forgot the bananas. I love this. And we'll do it live. Live, And we'll do it live. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Thursday. That means it's time for the Topsy.com podcast. Topsy.com is your internet home for all the crazy, cool, and automotive things that exist in the ether. I am Christian Moe. Welcome to the show. I am joined today by our editor-in-chief, Justin Kepler. Hello, Justin. Hello, guys. How's everyone doing today? Did I really just ask the collective we how everyone is doing? I was about to say, I think (laughs) I'll answer for the collective we. We are doing good. We are doing just fine. Everyone who's watching was like, <laughs> nope, I'm doing just fine. A couple dollars later after my AC blew up, but I'm doing fine. Oh. Um, in your car or your house? My house. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, if the AC blows up in the car or whatever, his car's a convertible. Yeah, put the top down. And I can fix that. I can't fix a house. All right. Uh, also joining us is Mr. Mark McNabb. That's right. I'm here. I'm kicking. I'm alive and well. I'm ready to talk about some SEMA stuff. A.K.A. Al Boiler. <laughs> hey, this is a manly shirt. That's an Al Boiling shirt. We're gonna Al Borland, you know what? You know what? Al Boiling's a manly man. Tool time, man. You know, not only did he work on a show called Tool Time, he's a grebel with his hands. He can build all kinds of things. He loves power, power tools, and he has a hell of a beard. I mean, those are all manly things. Yeah, we always seem rather sensitive on the show. I'm a sensitive kind of guy. You know, I take care of my girl and all that sort of stuff. have emotions, right? <laughs> Keep them under wraps, you know. And orange straws. Okay, no. so anyway. Uh, yeah. That degraded quickly. Whatever. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome again. This is the TopSpeed.com podcast. We're going to talk about some car stuff because, you know, that's what we usually do. Sort um, of. <laughs> we're going to start out with our weekly wheels segment. Uh, this one's kind of short and weird because nobody loves me and Justin and we don't actually have cars this week. <laughs> but uh, Mark had a Lexus RX350. That's right. And it was just like the last Lexus RX350 I had, except it's not a hybrid. And, uh, you know, I, I like this one so much better just because it didn't have the hybrid stuff on it. Um, it just seemed to work a lot better. It was just a lot more smooth and I had a lot more power and it was just nicer all the way around. I don't know. It just seemed like this one was just more well put together or something like that. But um, very, very comfortable crossover. It had a lot of room front and back. It had plenty of cargo room in the back area. You could lay the back seats down. Um, it had that same um, Lexus Inform infotainment system with a little joystick uh, controller thing. And, uh, you know, it works pretty good. I mean, once you get kind of get uh, to understand how to use that, it's second nature. And, uh, you know, it drove, it drove pretty good. And it... Uh, 
It would do burnouts. <laughs> Not that I did that. <laughs> the hybrid would never you. Um, no, no, the the, the non hybrid. But um, yeah, I mean, I got some decent mileage with it too. I think. Uh, what did I come in at? Uh, now that I said it, um, oh, twenty point five. Yeah, that's right at the twenty one combined from the EPA. So I mean, it's not terrible. Well, it's terrible, but it's close to sticker, which it's is, not terrible cool. compared to sticker. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird how awkward those Lexus products are, because like, so the three fifty hybrid is worse than the three fifty gasoline. The Avalon hybrid is better than the Avalon gasoline. Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't call it better, but it, this was just a better driver. You know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoyed not having that extra stuff to have to worry about. It just, me, an engine, and a transmission, and two drive wheels, and that was it. Um, you know, the region braking wasn't there. The engine shutting off wasn't there. Um, it just... It was a more normal driving experience, and I, I value that. Uh, now, for somebody who wants an RX but need, needs a little bit better gas mileage, sure, get the hybrid. That's fine. You're not losing anything. Except but, uh, all of your money. <laughs> yes, because it's kind of expensive. But obviously um, expensive. Yeah, I mean this 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 it was a nice car. I really liked it. Build quality was fine. Um, the only issue I had ergonomic wise was if the car is in park. And you know how that gear shift is kind of at a weird tilt angle inside yeah. the, the center stack? You can't, as a driver, control the temperature controls on the passenger side. Now, for the passenger, it's okay, but for the driver, you kind of have to reach around the gear shift to click up and down on little buttons. But if you're in drive, it's fine. If you're the passenger, it's fine. It's only when you're the driver and it's in park and you're controlling the other side. Everything else is fine. So. Why are you in part controlling the passenger side climate control? Good question. Well, when I get in the car and I realize that my girlfriend has left, or fiance has left it on 90 degrees, and it's like, well, but holy then you just crap. then, but but then you just hit the sync button, the the little button that ties both temperature gauges to the driver's side. Yes, but then I have to get into climate settings and then do that. I thought the RX still had the sync button next to the temperature controls. Nope. Oh. See, God, stupid. Ah, stupid things you are got, stupid. You got to get into the system. But yeah, really, it's not hard. It's just one extra step when I just want to immediately click, 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 done. Yeah, okay. That's you know what I'm saying? I like buttons on the dash. Um, I, I like buttons on the dash, too. Yeah. I buttons on the buttons dash are nice. Things. Yep. All right. Um, so since that's our only weekly wheels... Um, I want to talk about my 911 again. Uh, <laughs> a little obsessed there? Well, so for starters, the review finally went live yesterday, day before, sometime this week. I don't remember. Uh, sometime. Tuesday, Wednesday. I remember clicking published at some point. Between right. Monday and now. There, yeah, there was a point in, in time where it has come out, and you guys can go read it. Um, and it's just... I can't stop thinking about that stupid car. I can't. I want it. I wa and I and I don't know why I like it so much. Because on paper, it's retarded. 
It's 350 horse horsepower. It swallows gasoline. There's no interior space, and it's obnoxiously expensive. There are an entire handful of machines you can get that are better in every single way on paper, and I don't want them. I don't want any of them. I want the 911. I want it now. I want two of them. You gotta like go on the floor and start screaming and punching and holding your breath. I do. Like I'm just just yes. Give it to me now. <laughs> I I God, it's so good. Well, it just, it, it, it just okay, has so, that weird something that you can't explain that just makes it better, that just makes it good. The soul. Yes, in some weird – except no, because it's very mechanical. It's very German. Like even the exhaust and the, you, like the things you hear in the engine don't sound like soulful and angry like a big block V8. They sound very mechanical and very tuned and very precise, mm. but it's all just good. Yeah. And no, I mean, I, I, like I understand where sense. you're coming from, though. I understand because last or no, this week until yesterday, I was in a car that I can't stop thinking about either, and that is a Mercedes GLA AMG, and, and I it was loud and ruckus and crazy, and I sorely miss it a lot. And if I had fifty-five to sixty thousand dollars, I might throw it away on that car. Hearing hearing you talk about that thing makes me think it's like the Fiat 500 of Barth, but it doesn't it suck at being a car. Yes, you're <laughs> right. And I, I'm in the process right now of writing the review, and I literally said that. I said, this car reminds me of the 500 of Barth um, in almost every way. It just – it's fun. It's eager. It's exciting. And it, it it's – but – but – it doesn't it's suck at being room. <laughs> yes, I, and I, in fact, I said it in the review. I said the only thing the Fiat 500 does better than the GLA is parallel parking in downtown New York City. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's that's 14 it. inches long. Yeah, uh, that's it. I mean, like, I, I really did enjoy this GLA a lot, a lot. So See, I, I was, I was a little, uh, more than a little jealous when you're like, yeah, what you have got? When you wrote GLA on, on, on the chat we had, I know you're talking about the AMG. I was like, oh, okay, GLA. I'm a little bit jealous, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very jealous. No, yeah, be I'm jealous. I was upset that you didn't call me and let me know. I would have made that 40 minute drive. <laughs> Oops. Well, I have a 200 S if you want it now. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna Chrysler and drive it. <laughs> Hey, to to be fair, the 200S is the nicest Sebring in 30 years. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, uh, yeah, twin scroll, turbocharged, 355 horsepower, Wait, all-wheel don't, drive, don't, dual don't, clutch, seven stop, speed. Stop, stop, Don't go into it too much just for next week's show. Yes, but I, next week I want to talk about it too. Okay. Just like you talked about your car for two weeks in a row. But I had a 911. <laughs> I had a Mercedes. <laughs> That's 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 part of the nine eleven thing too, and that's that's in the review is so for you the GLA is like a Fiat five hundred of Barth that's better in every way. Yeah. The nine eleven is like a Miata that's way better in every way. So it has that same sort of magic and feel of a Miata where it's all about like the steering's great and the shifter's great and the clutch is great and the seats are great and the things that make driving great are perfect. But you've got lots of extra space. It's beautifully built. It looks like just the most amazing thing. There's tons and tons of trunk trunk space. It has lots of fancy equipment in it. It has way more horsepower. Like, it's a 911 turned up to 11 and a bit. Or sorry, it's a Miata that's turned up to 11 and a bit. It's just, it's, oh, God, it's so good. 
It's so good. I want one. I actually called my press fleet manager to ask him what was going to happen to that car and if Porsche would sell it to me. I want it that bad. Did you really? <laughs> I did, and he said, you called me a day late. It went to auction yesterday. <laughs> but, That's good for you. That's good for you because you would be homeless on the side of the street. No, it's yeah, bad yeah. for me because he did give me all of the contact info for the auction company that's handling the car. The good thing is when I called the lady, she didn't answer. <laughs> you don't want that car. You don't want it. No, I do. I, 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 I do with every little fiber of my insides. You you actually said yourself before you never ever 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 buy a press fleet car never Dear ever God, ever no, because we're be better off going to a rental company and buying the car than buying it from one of the one of the ones we've beaten a wang out of for the past. And I would yeah. still buy that nine nine eleven. <laughs> well, you know, Christian made a good point the other week, and I think that it, it rings true. It was like you will never find a car that's more pristinely cared Maintained. for yeah. than a press fleet car. And, and you'll never find one that's clutch burned out quite as well as a press fleet car. Well, but they replace them. Like, they fix everything. Like, I have I, – I, I, I'm not going to say exact cars or who's been driving them, but I do know of actual press fleet cars that have had entire suspensions completely redone while they're still in the press fleet. Pulled out for a week, have clutches replaced, have suspension put in, like – if it wow. gets See, broken, they fix it. I I am not bad on cars, like seriously. I don't I don't know what these people are doing. Anybody listening, you know, manufacturers, I love your cars and I treat them with respect. Yeah, I think I, I treat them pretty well. I don't I don't do anything insane with them. <laughs> I treat them with ninety nine percent respect. I did do a burnout in the nine eleven in a gravel parking lot because you can't do it on pavement. <laughs> Yeah, and you took a video of it and put it in on the slow website. motion using my freaking GoPro. I did. We should, I did we should move on. We yeah, move well, on. but I want to talk about the uh, slow motion burnout real quick. <laughs> it's it's at the end of my over overview video, and and the GoPro does 120 frames per second, so it's four times slower than real life. And it's in this big gravel lot, and the car started to twist a little bit as I took off, so it actually flung gravel like right at the camera. It's an awesome shot. Go check it out. All right, I will. All right, so yes, fine. Yeah, we'll Porsche's move. Gonna go, Porsche's gonna go check that out too. Yeah, and they're gonna. <laughs> Again, like, oh, I was the last one to have it. It's gone from the press fleet, and that was the only thing I did bad to it, and I didn't beat on it. And um, Prestige, the company that handles our cars, make sure to put all of the fancy plastic films on all of the nice cars so that you can't ding them up and scratch them with gravel and stuff like that. So, it's still fun. I didn't. I didn't do anything crazy or stupid with it. But yep. <laughs> Let's move on to <laughs> not on video. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and move on. Um, so news this week. We actually have a lot of news. Um, I know it's SEMA, and some of the stuff we're gonna talk about is SEMA stuff. Some of the stuff is not. But um, we're gonna start out with fast stuff and mostly keep it going with fast stuff for the whole show. Um, Justin, talk to me about a new super duper limited ultra extra limited edition Ferrari. Yeah, so if anybody remembers back in the 2013 Geneva Motor Show, uh, Ferrari and I'm always bad with this name, Pininfarina, got That's together perfect. and wow, I actually did it right that time. Got together and made this wild and crazy, insane concept with no windshield, a big pointy nose, and this massive 
huge roll bar over the back end, and everyone said, oh, wow, it's gorgeous, that uh, 458 Italia engine, and wow, it's wonderful, awesome, okay, now I'll take it to the Crusher or I'll put it in a museum, one of the two. We all just kind of sat back, not thinking anything of it, and then a report came out uh, just, what, just this week that turns out they're actually going to build this insane thing, and they're selling, uh, I'm trying to remember how many pieces it was, I think it is six, yeah, there's six of them they're selling for three million no, no, no. Let's be honest. It's not selling. It's sold. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's, they that's sold like, six pieces. They called, they called six super rich Ferrari owners and said, hey, you got three million bucks? Yes. I got a car. Here. <laughs> I mean, let's. they might have ended up calling seven. Maybe. There might have been one guy who went, well, no, I just bought the F60 America. I'll pass on this one. Yeah. <laughs> but... Apparently they're gonna. Apparently, from what I understand, um, it's all kind of wishy-washy because we know how Ferrari is with the special edition cars. They're not really open about everything until they're completely done, sold, and it's a year later, and they're now in museums somewhere. Um, but it appears as if most of the concept stuff is going to carry over. Um, the basic body style is going to carry over, but it's going to get a windshield. We do understand that because, well, to be really yeah. Yeah, US, UK, you have to have a windshield. Um, and things like the weird opening doors, I don't know if those will actually make it, but judging by the shape of the body, I guess they'd kind of have to make it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just a really cool story altogether. It's going to be, it's actually going to be built kind of like they did with the uh, Vedano Roadster uh, Lamborghini, how they made this wild concept and said, okay, well, I guess we'll go ahead and produce it now. Uh, they're going to go and do this, and probably in the next year or so, some real pictures are going to come out. The actual numbers are going to come out, uh, but for now, we're figuring it's going to be just a basically modified Ferrari uh, Italia 458, like 560 horsepower, 400 pound-feet of torque. Good enough. Yeah, that's and very, very awesome looking. I would, I would, I would drive that. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good-looking concept, and I think once I get a windshield on it, it's going to look. A little more proper. You're gonna actually see an A pillar, and it's gonna kind of take a shape. The concept for I don't know. I think it might end up being a windshield that's just barely a DOT wind windshield, like inch high one. <laughs> yeah, well, because it it just has to be X amount of square inches to be legal. So like the catfish kit kit car has it's like three inches tall and like 14 inches wide, and they're at a front angle, and there's two of them, so you hit like this maximum size limit of what you need for a, a wind, windshield. And if you buy like the Aerial Atom, it comes with like this octagonal piece of plastic that you put right in front of the steering wheel, and that's a DOT legal windshield. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. But, you know, it, it's a wild-looking concept. It'll be cool to see one on the road, but they're probably going to go, pay the $3 million, put the car in the back of a, a truck, Take it somewhere, put it in their garage, and never, ever, 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 ever drive it. <laughs> Unfortunately, but that's yeah. what sucks so mad about people that buy these cars. They just park them. Well, so with most Ferraris, that makes me sad. But at the same time, there's only six. Like, there is only six, and all it yeah. takes is one idiot in a minivan on a cell phone to make it five. Yeah, but still, it's it's so gorgeous. It needs to be on the road. Well, not gorgeous. I'm not gonna call this thing gorgeous. I'm sorry. It's no, so no, no. Unique. It needs to be on the road. It is. Everybody needs to see it. It's not pretty. No, it's unique. <laughs> unique. That's yeah, the right word. Interesting. Really yes. I don't know why I said gorgeous. It's unique. <laughs> um. So let's talk about something that is. Maybe pretty. We don't really know because we don't know what it looks like. But it will be very fast. Mr. Mark. 
Hmm. Well, if we are talking about that video that Ford released about a car that we don't know what they're talking about, then no, yeah, we're talking we about totally that. No, it's going to be the GT3 with 350. Of course it is. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, so the other day Ford released this video with all the Ford brass talking like, oh yeah, you know, Ford racing has been such a heritage and and while they're talking and they've got all the stock footage of like old Mustangs and and you know Torinos and stuff like that, like you know tearing up the track and and then uh, in between they've got like these cuts of of shadowy figures of like you know big wheels and three pedals with aluminum covers and uh, Ford powered by Ford valve covers and all this crazy stuff Alcantara and and it's like, hmm, I wonder what they're talking about. And then at the end of the video, it has this silhouette of what looks like the end of um, a roof line that flows into a deck lid, like right at the trunk. And it says uh, November 17, 2014. And it's got that old school GT350 font that it's in. Um, so It's a Ford Fiesta. I, Pretty sure that's not what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the GT350 is it's coming out, and we've already seen it on the road. We've already seen the video of it, uh, you know, not being able to start on the side of the highway. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, so it's gonna happen. It's it's already living up to its found on road dead name. So <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so yeah, I think the the Chevy Corvette or, or the Chevy Camaro ZL1 and the Hellcat Challenger are gonna have some uh, competition coming up pretty soon. See, I'm I'm still not sure about a fit being a challenger to those. I still think it's going to end up being more of a Z28 competitor. I mean, we've seen this car bombing around. I don't know. We've 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 seen them doing the tests at the Nurburgring. They talk about their Ford racing heritage. I think it's going to be more of a track focused machine like the Z28 than it is more of an all-out powerhouse of the ZL1. Yeah, I, th I think you're right, though. I I'd say it's probably going to be reserved for the GT500. It's probably going to be the, the big boy that's going to have all the, right. the go-fast bits. I, I I almost think they're going to be combining their two last-gen Halo cars. So last last gen, we had the GT500, the 200-mile-an-hour Mustang, with the yeah. big supercharged V8, and yeah. we had the Boss 302. This seems like a melding of the two. They're going to make a track-focused, you know, performance-oriented machine like the 302 with more power like you got with the GTA. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see that. But from a marketing standpoint, you know, the Z28 is over the ZL1, even though the ZL1 is better in every way except for track, you know, handling. So... Except the ZL1 isn't better in every other way except for track handling. It's better in one way. More horsepower. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's not everywhere. That's, that's one way. <laughs> everywhere. That's all that counts. <laughs> in America, all that matters it has a lot of horsepower and goes fast, really goes straight, really fast. Yes. Well, but this is still it actually has. It, but it actually has a trunk liner. It has back seats. It has um, a stereo that's worth more than what's in the Chevy Cruze, and <laughs> it has half shafts that aren't made out of tin. And I mean, the ZL1 is half shafts save weight. Of course they do, but <laughs> as soon as you get on it and pop the clutch, they twist in half. Meh. It's a race Meh. car. It's a race car. I want, I want race car more than I, w I want. Look at all my horsepower sitting in my driveway as I wash it. I want the horsepower so I can 
do donuts around your race car as it sits on the side of the road with broken half shafts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ford, Chevy, you have well. you have heard what's what's going on. Um, first we need a GT350 and a Z28 to do a track comparison, and then Mark needs a Z01 and I need a Z28 so I can prove to him just how superior that 505 horsepower naturally aspirated LS7 is compared to his giant, heavy, stupid lump of supercharged who the hell cares. Um, yeah, well, when your 580 horsepower ZL1 outruns your your 505 horsepower LS7, mm. you're, you're not... Uh, yeah. Oh, it'll do it. It'll it's, do it. Okay, maybe on Gator, Gator Alley. Not out here <laughs> in East Tennessee. Wow, no, do you get, would you guys like measuring sticks? Yes. <laughs> a big one. I'm going to a big measuring stick. I need like a six-mile <laughs> long measuring stick. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's, you know. I'm wearing on. a flannel shirt. Problem solved. Batman, ho. Oh, I'm that's a nice child's head. toy. <laughs> okay, you know what? You know what? Let's move on from the Ford <laughs> Super Awesome race, race Car and talk about a Mazda Super Awesome Race, race Car. Um, so Mazda has this cool thing they do every year called the MX-5 Cup. It is a one-make racing series. It's one of the best racing series to get into if you're new to racing or you want to get into racing on a relative budget that's, like, legitimate racing. Um, Mazda sells these cars fully prepped. It's a spec racing series, so everyone uses the same car with the same specs, um, the same tires, all that sort of, sort of stuff. So it really separates who's the better driver versus who has the better car. Um, it's always been a U.S. thing, but now at SEMA, they just announced their brand new MX-5 Cup car that's based on the ND plat- platform, and um, it's also going worldwide. This year, the M- or not this year, next year, the MX-5 Cup is going to be in Europe and Asia as well. That's cool. Yeah, um, super cool. So the car um, looks like a million dollars. It's the ND with a full body kit on it. Uh, bigger, lighter wheels that, I mean, stretch the edges of those arches, and they look awesome. There is super cool livery that is white and black stripes that follow all the new curves of the new body, really accentuate everything. It's got a full roll cage built in with sides in it and all solid white powder coat. Looks great. Interior's been completely stripped. Floors now have metal plates in them instead of carpets. There's no passenger seat. Huge fire extinguisher, giant racing seat. Um, steering wheel, the stock one is gone. There's a new Alcantara steering wheel with an LCD in the middle of it for all your racing info. I mean, it's a full-fledged, straight-up race car, and it's awesome. Oh, this thing looks like a million. I'm just putting all the pictures. It looks, looks absolutely beautiful. I right, and, and just having those paint stripes fall yeah, through the curves of the body really shows exactly. how pretty that new car is. Um, I still don't like the tail I mean, the curves that aren't there. No, like totally the, there. Like the, like the guy at the Duran Duran concert. Yeah, you know, we left this uh, this space blank right here. You know, like the original, and we didn't want to do anything with this. Uh, did I extend That's it? That's just down the side, but the car still has hips. Over, of course, over, over the fenders. I, I still have an issue with the taillights. That's the only part of these pictures I don't like are those taillights. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's Jaguar. Okay, that's – oh, no, Mark. I think you look I, too much like Brad Pitt. How is – oh, man, these taillights look too much like the F-Type. Like, how is that a terrible thing to say to somebody? I think they just look goofy. I don't I don't think they look like anything. I think they look goofy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they're fine. They're fine. I we'll think the whole car is beautiful, and I love it, and I want it. Mazda, send me one. Thanks. 
Oh, send me one, please. But no, because you think it's ugly and you hate it. I did. I said it's gorgeous. I just don't like the taillights. You hear that, Mazda? He hates it. And he thinks it's stupid. He's going to give a terrible review. Don't send it to him. Send it to me. <laughs> you know what? Chances <laughs> are I'm going to be the first one of the group to get it. So. <laughs> you know what? I'll just start making some phone calls and having some things adjusted. Yeah, Justin's got the Ebola flu. <laughs> <laughs> Ebola flu. He can't. He can't go to your press event. He's got <laughs> Ebola flu syphilis. Yeah. Um. Anyways, also good news for everybody who's not in America who's going to be getting this car. It is coming only with the U.S. spec two-liter. So everyone's going to get the bigger engine. Uh, they still didn't tell us how many how much horse, horsepower it's going to make. They didn't mention if there's going to be any upgrades to it over the stock motor. Uh, they didn't give us any real suspension details. So all of the go-faster bits are still under wraps, and they're still not telling us anything other than it's going to be the two-liter Skyactiv engine that the North American cars have. I'm Do we so know when those details are going to come out? I think it's Never. L.A., right? Never. It's 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 just gonna be never. They're just gonna sell the car and be like, how much horse horsepower does does it does it have? They're gonna go. I don't know. I th I think they're gonna release it in L. A. I'm pretty sure that's what they said in one of their press releases. But I I'm just so curious. Why are they being so coy and 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 hush hush about its power? I mean, they know how much horsepower it has. They know how much horsepower it had a year ago when they. When no. They so so um. I know why. Do you know why? Because I do. Right now we're talking about it. Exactly. No. So through the grapevine. Um, word has been whispered that they don't actually know yet. They've got targets and they've got goals, and they're actually still tuning the damn thing. They just—it's not done yet. So, like, well, we want this much power, and then they do like testing, like, well, okay, that doesn't work for this and for this and for this and for this. So then they adjust everything again, and they—it's still not set in stone. And so they don't want to be like, it's going to have 185 horsepower, and then it comes out with 180. Um. I think that they should go – it should have I, – I, th I think what they should have done is go – it's going to have at least X number and then just keep aiming higher. And then if they get higher, then they're like, oh, by the way, this has more horsepower. But but yeah, currently – Hellcat. Yeah, so there was Hellcat. Yeah. It was awesome. It was like, hey, more than 650 horsepower. Yeah, 700 and freaking seven. <laughs> no, no, no. It was more than 600. Yeah, more than six, Yeah. <laughs> More just than a six. little bit. Speed's more than seven. <laughs> we were not good at math. The thing we rounded up. The thing that Hellcat had going for it that the Miata doesn't is even when they went more than six, everyone went, "Holy shit, that's a lot!" It's only going to have probably six oh one. If the Miata went more than hundred and fifty, everybody goes, "Well, it damn well better." <laughs> yeah, according, that's very true. According to press release I'm looking at, they're talking. They're, there's going to be a reference exhibit at the LA Auto Show for the Skyactiv engine. Okay. What our technology exhibit? What that means? Power. Uh, but I'm reading the press release now. <clears throat> well, you so, can only hope. Well, maybe, just maybe. Yeah. All right. So we still don't know power, but that's that's the thing. It's um, still cool. Should we stop talking about slow cars, or should we, or should we stop talking about fast cars or race cars, or, or should we just like keep it going with the crazy fast? No, I, I want something. I want to talk about something. Okay, what do you want to talk about? A Corvette. So everyone and their grandmother knows that you know I grew up around a, a 1971 Corvette Stingray and how it was just the most beautiful car in the world. Well, yeah, yeah. I I just love the C3, especially the early year when they had the hard tail and hard front, and it just. Mm -hmm. it, it just 68 looked great. to 72 is the sweet spot for that car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the, the big LT1 hood or the 454 hood, it just no, looks LT, great. LT1 hood, that's the one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, anything anything besides the 350 would get the the raised hood. The 350 just had the flat hood with the little light thing. Right. And uh, yeah, so this car just it's it looks fantastic. Well, Chevrolet in order to celebrate their the arrival of the new Corvette C7 LT1 V8 coming into the E-Rod series and the E-Rod is where you can buy the engine and it comes with the engine all the hookups, all the wiring harnesses, the computer, every it's literally you drop and it in it's and emissions you plug legal. it up. And That's it's emissions the big thing legal. About the E-rod, emissions legal. You you throw it in your car, whatever you have, and you are literally able to drive all fifty states and you know the engine's gonna work. So anyway, the LT one is now in their E Rod series. Well they dropped it into Jimmy Johnson's nineteen seventy one Corvette and it looks fantastic. <laughs> oh, it looks fantastic. <laughs> like holy crap. I want this car so bad. Because, um, I mean, it's got the LT1, so it's making 460 horsepower and 465 pound-feet of torque. It has a sport, sport exhaust with a dual uh, dual opening. It's got direct injection, variable valve timing, and it oh, six-speed six speed manual transmission. I'll just stop talking. No, that's no. Like, yeah. Like, so, holy crap. If I was, like, this is essentially my dream car. Yeah. It's, it's just the wrong color. Like, I have nope. said for so long that when I have all the money in the world and I'm going to get, like, the car, I, w- I want a 71, and I want it with I- – I want modern bits under it. I-, I-, I want a resto rod car because the old engines are fine, but mostly they're shit. I want, I want new horsepower. I want new suspension. I want new brakes, but I want that beautiful old 71 body, and I want it in Elkhart green. Um, the only question I really have, though, is now that they've announced the LT1 is in the E-Rod series, is when Flying Miata is going to put one in a Miata. Yeah, I know, right? Well, Christian, I'm going to make you sad. I'm going to make you really sad because this car was Elkhart Green. What? Yeah, and they Why painted it. the hell it. did they paint it? I don't know. such a rare color. I know. Well, actually, it's not. I looked on the build, build specs 471. Elkhart Green had 3,000... Or some odd cars built in '71 that were Elkhart Green, right? But more Elkhart than Green, any other color. But Elkhart Green was only like '68, '71. Like that's the only two years they ever made that color. So there may be 3,000 1971s that have that color, but that's it. No it more. was a pretty car. It was a pretty. Good. Well, I my thing is though, this is the same color as my dad's car, and that makes me happy. It just looks right. I like that gray color. I have breaking news. Sort of breaking news. Um, upcoming video game, The Crew, for Ubisoft. Very cool racing game. Um, they're having a beta, and I just got invited to the beta. So we might have playtest and video news on The Crew coming up soon. Nice. Yeah. That's special. Um, you know what? Let's do more fast cars. Um, since Mark went... Uh, uh, ahead of schedule and talked about the old car. I'll save my old car for later. Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, go check out the review because there is a time-lapse video of them building the car and then the, another video of them debuting it and it you see it driving on stage. So do that <laughs> and leave a comment. Um, Justin, talk to me about something with the name Lister. Yeah, something yeah. a little bit a little bit crazy. Lister, you know, the British sports car company, uh, decided they want to get into hypercar building. Oh, so they released this very, very wild rendering of what looks like a car that's about to swallow something. <laughs> it smells like... Ah. 
So it looks a little funky. I'm sure that's not going to make it. Uh, that's a little weird looking. But the big so dude is... The back. is uh, yeah, I didn't even get a look at the... Oh, my God. Yeah, that's disgusting. Okay, so the front and the back are horrible. The rest is okay. <laughs> but the big news is... Big news is... That's what she said, right? <laughs> exactly. Justin, the front and back tell me, Justin, tell me the important part. The important part is... They're never going to build it. No. <laughs> that's no. the important part. It's, that is the most important me. part. It's going to have a whopping 1,000 horsepower out of a 7.8-liter V12 with no hybridization whatsoever. No, this is, this is where you come in saying, oh, it's too much horsepower. No, too much power. Come on, Christian. No, because I like how absurd this is. Because this is a hypercar. This is not a machine that was designed to be used as a car. This is this is a thing that's designed to look beautiful and then explode. Yeah. A thousand horsepower is perfect for that. <laughs> but uh yeah, they're talking somewhere in the range of what is it, two million pounds. It's like three point <laughs> two million dollars. That is if I'm doing my math right about two and a half Bugatti Veyrons, I think, somewhere in that range of a uh, Well, it depends on the normal Veyron or the Super Sport. The normal Veyron's what, 1.3, right? Something like that. Yeah, so that's like two and a half Veyrons. Yeah, not the Super Sport. I know that's up over two, right? Yeah, I think it's 1.8 for the. Yeah. I don't but, know. Uh, all the money. It's just all, all the yeah, money. It's, yeah, you just take uh, just all the money. Uh, what would it be like to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to buy a $3 million car today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do today, Bill? Oh, I went and bought a three million dollar hypercar. Where's it at? I don't know. It's in my storage center somewhere. <laughs> it exploded on the way here because of the <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> So you have to check out the article. Justin, look at the comments and someone left the perfect picture. Yeah, the the big fish lips. <laughs> I just scrolled down and saw those. Oh my gosh. Oh, Matt, who did that? That's uh, Rob Robo Verdi. Yeah, I think he's given us some given us some questions in the past. You you are uh, you're a good man. Yes, you win the internet, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get you a gold star. But uh, yes, for three point two million dollars, one thousand horsepower, over two hundred fifty mile per hour top speed. But the question is, will it ever, 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 ever be produced? Probably not, because Lister is not a big company. They're not really. They're big enough, but they don't make things like this that often. So I think it'll get made. Maybe one or two. Well, because Lister's a British company, and as we all know, British Brits are very plucky, and they're all seem to be kind of idiots when it comes to businesses. And even if it drives them bankrupt, they will make at least one of these things. That that is rather true. <laughs> I mean, Lotus is still somewhere flopping around. Right. Like, <laughs> this will get made. It will ruin our company forever, but we will make this because we <laughs> we will. <laughs> but yeah, who knows when it's going to be made, if it's going to be made, and how many will be made. But it's gone awful ugly, but it's super, super fast, and I want to drive it once and not burn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Let's go back to old cars. Um. So if I was going to build a, a car that would be like my daily driver and it was a thing that I wanted to have all the time, like I said, it, it, it would be a 71 with a new engine. At the same time, if I wanted to build the most ridiculous thing in all of the world that would be the best thing to have, I would build what Ken Block just got. Um, so we all know Ken Block and his Gymkhana series, and he has his Hoonigan Racing Ford Fiesta all-wheel drive rally car. Well, he decided he wanted something a little meaner and manlier, 
So um, he's teamed up with Ford again to build a 1965 Ford Mustang with all-wheel drive and 845 horsepower. That thing is sheer insanity. <laughs> and it's got a fucking set of velocity stacks through the hood. Like, it's everything that you want. It is there. It's got this ridiculous body kit on it, these huge, obnoxious gold wheels, this giant, flat, like, old-school NASCAR just lip spoiler, just boom, crammed onto the back of it. It's, ugh. So, top speed, we're guessing 200 miles an hour. Um, we have listed on our piece of a 0-60 to 60 time of 4.5 seconds, but if this is anything at all like his um, rally car, that 0-60 to 60 time is actually closer to like 2.8 seconds. Um, yeah. So, he's running a 410 cubic inch engine that Roush has built. It's a V8. Um, like I said, there are individual velocity stacks for the for the throttle body sticking out of the top of this thing. There's a huge scoop, just scoop, just mounted on top of it. 845 horsepower, 720 pound feet of torque. It is just all of the things that are awesome. Um, I'm trying to find a size for the wheels. Okay, so ten and a half inches is running 18 inch wheels that are ten and a half inches wide on all four quarters. With all-wheel drive. <laughs> with yes, with all-wheel drive. Like this is nuts. This is this is a Mustang that will eat planets. Like like <laughs> eat planets. Make the Earth turn backward. So I yes I yeah. Again, the car I would want to have and to live with and to drive would be the Corvette. The car I would use to scare people off of my lawn with. Yeah. Is this one. Like I would, I would put a like nitrous fog system in it so that it just blows NO2 slowly out the front end in big foggy clouds, and I'd put red headlights on it, and I would just chase people. Yeah, like it really, looks like, it really looks like something that belongs in some weird, scary movie that comes from some junkyard to eat people. Yes, <laughs> and it's the best ever. Um, we have no price uh, for it uh, because obviously this will never be sold, but also. Um, almost every single piece and part of this car is custom made. It is a stock body shell, and that's about it. The all-wheel drive system, the chassis it's on, the engine, the suspension, all of it is bespoke. This thing costs millions of dollars to make, and it's just good. It is it is all things that are right with the world. And I yeah, and I, I didn't I didn't read the article, but I'm sure that they built it out of like. Reproduction body parts. I hope they didn't scavenge a, a real 65 for this. I don't know if they did. The fact that they, I mean... Surely, surely they just ordered a bunch of parts, like fenders, hoods, roofs, doors, and put it all together on a tube frame. I mean, it is all on a tube, tube frame, but Ken Block is Ken Block, and money is money, and he has all of it. But yeah, this thing does look pretty awesome. It's, it's I, cool. The one thing that I don't like, and and it seems like I've seen the, this a lot at SEMA this year, is these super wide fenders that don't go all the way around the tire. Oh yeah, I saw that on that. I just I don't understand. It, yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't like it. Well, I mean, but the rest of the car is really cool. It's just to keep the rocks from being thrown around. So the fenders on this one, at least from the back tires, start at the bottom of the body. Oh, yeah, it's also got side exit exhaust just in front of the rear tires because, of course. 
Um, but the 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 extra wide fenders go all the way out there on that side. Just they don't fall all the way around the back. Yeah, so and he's out of the front too. Right, but but that serves a purpose for what he does because this is going to be it's it's Jim Connor stuff, so lots of gravel and dirt and rocks, and you don't want to get all that mud and junk and anything cr- crammed up in there. You don't want it to get stuck, so it throws it all at the back. Also, it looks great in video shots when you slide past the camera and you're throwing all the gravel out. Because this is a Jim Connor car. This is for his Jim Connor 7 video that's going to be coming out at some point. So you want to make the video awesome. look as great as possible. And having extra smoke pouring out of the holes where the fender wells go will be good. It's visually pleasing. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll listen. I'll, I'll entertain that argument. All right. Um, let's do... It is It is SEMA. Um, I'm going to talk about one of the sort of worst things that I... Not really worst, but something that annoys me that I found at SEMA. Um, I'm sure you guys have all heard of the band KISS, one of the largest hard rock bands from the 70s of all time. Big boots, Gene Simmons with his tongue and the makeup, and I am a fan of the band. I've seen them in concerts several times, but when they do things that are not music-related, I get a little iffy. Um, so the lead singer of the band is a man named Paul Stanley, and he has a Corvette that they put out at SEMA, and it's a weird metallic burgundy paint that looks kind of pink in certain lights. It's got a stupid, obnoxious, like, silver chrome top on top of the dang thing, and he made the entire front chrome grill, so it's got these big old ugly teeth just staring at you. Um, otherwise, it's a freaking dead base Corvette. LT1 with the sport package, so 460 horse, horsepower. And, like, that's basically it. He's put different wheels on it that are big and gaudy. He's got this weird silver paint on the top of the car, on the liftback hatch, on the mirror caps. It's, it's, it's Well, yeah, I will say that the grill in this car looks like the concept um, Corvette that we saw, the mid-engine Corvette that we saw, like, two years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I think it looks terrible here. Like this looks yeah, it, it it's looks just a giant chrome slab on the front of this car. It's like yeah. Lil Wayne's car. Yeah, it's real. Our flavor flavor or whatever. One of those guys. <laughs> right. And and again, it's all exterior changes that are all for the worse. Yeah. There that's is my thing about no SEMA. performance changes. Yeah, that's my thing about SEMA is a lot of these cars are straight just exterior things. Um, GM is really bad about that too. Like all the trucks they brought, it just, they're all painted differently and they have different wheels and whatever. That's kind of all that is to it. Uh, some of their trucks were pretty cool this year. Right. But, but I mean, it's, yeah. and it's, and it's like the stuff, the stuff that he's done to it, make it look, look worse. The only thing that I find kind of interesting is just above the rear tire. There's like a star symbol with like, it's like a little, Hey, look, Paul Stanley star child thing. Um, but he even picked the automatic transmission. This is a base car with an automatic transmission. Like, I know you're 64 years old, Paul Stanley, but seriously. No, no, I don't need any extra horse, horsepower. And can I get the automatic? My hip acts up with the manual clutch. Okay. So you don't like that Corvette. And, Mark, you say that GM brought nothing but, but show stuff. But there, well, was one, there was one... GM and it happened to be a Corvette that I actually liked at SEMA. Blue oh, the blue one? Yes, the blue yeah. one with the, Z, with the Z06 bits. Yeah. That was a cool idea. And oh, yeah. 
No, I'm thinking of a different blue one. No, okay. So Justin, the one you're the one you're talking about is the one. It's a base um, C7, mm-hmm. but they put a bunch of Z06. They, they put the Z06 on package on it. And, put the, and that, uh, that is to help sell these, you know, the GM Performance Parts catalog mm-hmm. and be like, hey, you can do this to your car. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of cool, you know. They put the the ground effects from the Z06, the spoiler, the even the even the undercarriage bits, some of the suspension bits, the yeah. uh, carbon fiber braces, uh, the, the the brakes, the carbon ceramic brakes are optional. I think it's a pretty cool idea to show off. Hey, this is what you can actually do with your C, C7 if you can't afford the Z06. Or you can wait three years and they'll sell it to you as a Grand Sport. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Well, that's uh, what the well, last Grand Grand Sport was. Is it was like the wide body kit, and lightweight fenders, and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Z06. Z06. Yeah. But you know, Ford is doing the same thing in a transition. They have done the King Cobra concept, and that, yeah, same thing. Took a base Mustang GT, but they put all these parts on it that are in their parts catalog. So if you want to do this to your Mustang, you can do it. And here's an example of how things can turn out. This thing has got uh, these massive Hoosier tires in the back and little bitty skinny tires in the front for drag. Um, it's got a massive rear end in it, and it's got uh, some extra horsepower. So, I mean, they're saying, you know, hey, have fun with your car and, and do what you got to do. The Mustang's always been really big about that sort of, like, the oh, yeah. market for the Mustang is just insanely massive. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's huge. When you said blue Corvette, I was thinking about uh, the Blue Devil. Yeah, that was there as well. Yes, so um, many of you probably remember there was the giant tragic incident at the Corvette Museum where there was a sinkhole, swallowed 11 Corvettes? Eight. Oh, was it it only eight? A bunch, and it was all very, very sad. Um, At first they said that they were going to restore all of them, and then many of them are pretty much unrestorable. Yeah. But they have pulled out a a couple, and, like, these ones are going to be restored. And the first one to get the full restoration process was the Blue Devil Corvette, which was the... Um, Corvette ZR1, the new C6 generation Corvette ZR1, uh, one of the first ones built. It was in that beautiful blue color. Um, that one was fully restored, and it was brought to SEMA, and they had that shown off. So I thought that was that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, looking at it when it came out of the hole, it didn't look like it was that damaged, but there was some, some considerable damage. Um, it had a lot of the carbon fiber bodywork around the base of it was all torn up. It had a rocker panel that was pretty pretty much shattered. Um, and had a couple oil lines going from the uh, the dry sump system to the block. Right. Those were ripped, and uh, the driver's side uh, rear control arms were all mangled up. Right. So and and the paint was a big issue because this is the only car painted in this special shade of electric blue. So that that the car had to be completely dis- disassembled and completely re- repainted. As yeah, well. they repainted it. So 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 yeah, but it's together. But I, now that you said that, I really don't. I don't know that that's true. The ZR1s had this pink color. They offered it in in a blue. I don't think it was this exact shade of blue. It was it was one of those how how like velocity red is different than whatever red and whatever yeah. red. Um, I don't know if it was extra metal flake or whatever, but I'm pretty sure like at the actual Blue Devil Corvette that this one was 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 painted with a slightly different shade of blue. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Because yeah, you know, I, I remember the Motor Trend test that they did with uh, the ZR, the ZR1 and the the then new um, Viper. It was this color Corvette. So right, I I I think they might have painted some of the press cars in this color blue. I don't I don't know. I don't but know. Yeah. anyway, I will have to look into it. I'm glad you brought that up. But I I'm fairly certain that like the actual shade of blue they sold it in is slightly different from this blue. 
Not by a lot, but, you know, enough for them to call it a color. Uh, anything else going on? Um, anyone else have any extra SEMA stuff they want to discuss? Uh, let's see. Oh, I will. I will say that uh, Chevrolet did one of their trucks. They did bring was pretty cool. It was the Desert Runner concept or whatever like that. Basically, they took a standard uh, Silverado High Country, and then they put on like this avalanche-looking uh, addition on the bed. But it didn't have the mid gate or anything like that, like the avalanche had. But it had the lockable storage containers on the side, and it had a, the bed divider in the center of it with the plastic lining. It looked really, really cool. Um, it almost looks like something that they might actually produce. So, All right, that's cool. It was interesting. That would, that, that would be interesting. Oh, one thing I did want to bring up. Um, Porsche has announced a new version of the Cayenne GTS. Um, oh, that's cool. I think, you know, that fast SUVs are kind of stupid. No, they're a not. Lot, a lot stupid. Um, but... I, I do like anything that Porsche makes that wears the GTS badge. Um, this is just like the old GTS. It's just for the new generation car. So it's lower, a little bit wider, a lot faster. Um, let's get to the engine here. 3.6 liter V6 twin turbo, 440 horsepower, 443 pound-feet of torque. It's got their 8-speed automatic, um, 5 seconds 0 to 60 run. It'll do 165 or so miles miles an hour. Um so I I think the fast SUVs are pretty stupid, but I like this one better than the X or than the BMW X6M. So yeah, that's the thing that they released, big and it's angry and it says Porsche on the front, and all the there press shots they sent are in red. Ooh. Hey, do we have any comments on the on the thing? On the what thing? On the on this podcast. Oh like, no, we, Oh, um. Let me go double check to see where Holt is. Nope, not a, not a single Man, comment. you guys suck. We need more, we need more activity. Yeah, uh, we also don't have any questions and answers for this week's show. Ooh. Yeah, so if you guys want us to actually answer questions, we need questions to answer. Um, we do have a pretty sweet own drive burn this week, though. Yeah, I like this one. Um, <laughs> it's tough too. It's, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's a, annoyingly tough. We have three um, really nice driver-focused sports cars this week. Um, we have the Alfa Romeo 4C, the Lotus Exige S, and the Porsche Cayman S. And uh, I cannot go first because I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, I can go exactly. first. You want to okay, go? Go, go, Justin. Go. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I would have to. I'd own the shit out of a Porsche Cayman, so I will take that Porsche Cayman S and I will drive it every single day of my life. Um, it's the perfect Porsche, I think, in my opinion. Um, between the Alfa Romeo 4C and Exige S, that's very, very hard because both are nice cars that I'd love to drive. But I don't think I ever get to drive without this opportunity. But I'd have to say I will drive the Alfa Romeo 4C once and burn the Lotus just because maybe just a kick in the pants for Lotus. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I second you on that. I, I the Same thing. I would drive and own the, the Porsche. I would drive the Alfa once because, oh, what an awesome car. And the Lotus, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it because it would likely fall apart and the company <laughs> is somewhat likely to go under. So I eh, just... I'll stick with the two cars. 
So yeah, I still get you on that. Uh, okay. Um. See, oh god, the Porsche Cayman S is so good, and I've spent time with it, and I've put miles on it, and it's such a good machine. But and I used to think it was the best Porsche. Um, but now I don't know if it's the best Porsche. You that and your M11 has you so whipped, man. So if the Cayman S had more power, that'd probably push me over the edge. But I like the seating position in the 911 better. I like the visibility in the 911 better, and the 911 has more space. So it's more power, more space, easier to drive. And it feels like a 911. Um, okay, you were talking about these three cars, not the 911. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so I've I've not driven the Alfa Romeo or the Lotus, and both are cars I desperately desire to drive. So it's like I keep feeling like I should burn the Porsche because it's the only one here that I've actually driven. But then what am I going to keep every day, and how can I live with myself for setting fire to a Cayman S? Well, you would drive the the Alfa because it's not going to break. Right, no, if, if, if I had to burn the Cayman, so, so I don't want to burn the Cayman, but if I were to play the game as though, since it's the only one I've driven, it's the one I have to burn, I would drive the Lotus once, because that's supposed to be another one, like, like, like the 911, the Lotus is supposed to be one of those experiences that, that is like nothing else, and that as a driver, you have to experience one time. Um, and then, by all intents and purposes, the 4C has been getting nothing but rave reviews and praise. Um, but you know what? The Alpha Romeo does not come with a manual, so I'm going to burn gonna the Alpha. I'm going to burn the Alpha, I'm going to keep a freaking Cayman S every single day, and I'm going to drive an Exige once. But what if they brought you the Exige <laughs> S with a new automatic transmission? I'm still going to drive it once. <laughs> I mean, it's the Exige. The car won't exist soon. The company probably won't exist. Yeah, really. I wouldn't even talk about the car. <laughs> so yeah. I'll drive a Lotus while I have the chance. I'm sorry, Alpha. I, I, Sergio Marchion, if you're listening to me, I love what you've done with the 4C. I think it's an incredible machine. Just in this one small moment, in this one small circumstance, I'm, it's going to maybe be set on fire. Yeah, I, I really do like the... Also, carbon fiber burns really well, so it's the easiest to set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to justify this in some way. Please don't not bring me a rotation for Alpha, please, please, please. Yeah. No, I see how you, do, how you justify it. How you justify it is, it's relate well, not currently, but it's sort of related to a Ferrari which likes to burn. Well, no, no, it's just that's that's I just just justify. It. It's Italian. It was probably gonna catch on fire anyways. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Anyway, well, I guess that's our show, huh? Yeah, and hey, we are right on yeah. time for once. We're at like 58 and a half minutes right now. And we covered a lot of stuff today. Yeah, we did. Um, there's still a lot we didn't cover. Um, I know we already asked you for questions, but again, this is SEMA. If there's a SEMA car we didn't talk about that you want us to talk about, drop it in the comments, and we'll hit it up next next week because there's still going to be a lot of SEMA stuff to talk about <laughs> next week. So if there's anything you guys want to know about, again... Drop it in the comments, or you can hit us on Twitter at Top Speed Podcast. You can hit us email, podcast at topspeed.com. Um, as always, you can find any one of the three of us directly. Uh, I am on Twitter at Moford. Justin is at The Car Junkie. And Mark is at Mark McNabb. I sure thank am. You, yep, thank you, everybody, for who is watching, listening, or who will watch or listen later. I love we you. We love you. Man.
Um, please, again, leave us questions, comments, stuff, so it gives us more content for next show. Um, I think I only have one own drive burn left or no own drive burns left, so make sure to leave us those suggestions as well. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been our show. We're going to play some music. We're going to ease things on out of here. Uh, have a safe, wonderful weekend. We want to see you here next week. So, yeah, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.